Hello and welcome back to the Fantasy Playmakers. What's up guys? In today's video, I'm gonna be going through my start sits for the tight end position. I've already posted my quarterback start sits, so go check that out after this video. But for the tight ends, I'm gonna go through all 16 week two matchups and talk about whether or not I feel comfortable putting these tight ends in my lineup. While you guys are watching this, if you enjoy the content, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. And then let me know your thoughts down below in the comment section. That could be thoughts on this video. It could be waiver wire questions, start sits, trade advice, any of that stuff. Comment down below and I'll respond to every single person. But let's get right into the video, starting it off with our Thursday night football matchup. It's the Giants taking on the Washington football team, and I'm going to be sitting both of these Giants tight ends, Kyle Rudolph and Evan Ingram. We're not even sure if Ingram's going to be ready to play for Thursday, but if he's on the field, I will not be starting him. There were only three players on this Giants team that totaled over 10 receiving yards, and it was their top three wide receivers, Galladay, Shepard, and Darius Slayton, so I'm just not interested in these tight ends. I will be starting Logan Thomas. You know, he had a decent amount of volume, and he got in the end zone week one, and that was with them throwing for around 140 passing yards, so he very realistically could be the number two target in this offense, which means he has to be in your lineup. Then we're moving on to Sunday, where we have a divisional matchup between the Patriots and the Jets. For this Patriots team, I'm going to be starting Jonu Smith and sitting Hunter Henry. Jonu Smith was the more involved tight end. That's kind of what I had predicted going into the season. He had five receptions week one, and you know, at the tight end position, that's kind of what you're looking for. Hunter Henry was less involved, so he is going to be on my bench. For the Jets, I'm going to be sitting Tyler Croft. Really, the only player on this Jets team that I feel confident starting is going to be Corey Davis. Next matchup, it's going to be the Broncos traveling to Jacksonville. I'm going to be starting Noah Fant. He is someone that I was not high on going into the season, but Jerry Judy goes down. Noah Fant got a lot of week one volume, so he could step in to be potentially number one, number two, or number three target on this offense. Teddy Bridgewater is going to pass the ball around, so I just think he's locked in for a decent amount of volume. And then I'm going to be sitting his teammate. I'm going to totally butcher this last name if I try to say it, so I'm just going to go with Albert O. He did get into the end zone, but I don't think he's going to have enough volume on a week-to-week basis. On this Jaguars team, James O'Shaughnessy is a guy who's pretty intriguing. He had six receptions week one, so he's a guy that if he can put together you know, a few weeks of that volume, could slot into my lineup but I'm just not too comfortable with that yet. And then Chris Manhurts did get into the end zone, but just not enough volume for me to want to trust him on a week-to-week basis. Then we have another divisional matchup between the Bills and the Dolphins. I'm going to be sitting all these tight ends. Dawson Knox did have a few receptions week one, but I do think he's like the fifth overall target there behind those big four wide receivers. And then for this Dolphins team, I thought Mike Gusecki could have a little bit of value week one just because Will Fuller is not there, but he looks totally phased out of this offense. He did not record one reception, so I really think he's droppable to be honest with you. And then Durham Smythe, I guess is operating as their number one. No interest in him either. We've got the 49ers and Eagles up next. George Kittle, locked in start. You know, he didn't have an insane day, but he is still a locked in top tier tight end play. On this Eagles team, I'm going to be starting Dallas Goddard and sitting Zach Ertz. You know, I did have a little bit of hope for Zach Ertz to kind of go out and ball out. I still think he has the opportunity, but from what we saw in week one, Dallas Goddard is the tight end one there. Ertz is going to be the tight end two. So that's how we're going to have them set up 
Goddard starting, Ertz on the bench. For this Rams-Colts game, I'm going to be starting Tyler Higby. I talked about him in my trade targets video. I think you guys should be going out and targeting Tyler Higby. I really think he's going to light it up this year. He had the second most routes run on that Rams team. He's the clear, clear, clear tight end one. No more splitting time with Gerald Everett. So he is going to be a locked-in starter. And then I'm going to be sitting Jack Doyle. Just really nothing going on here in this Colts tight end room. We've got the Raiders playing the Steelers in Pittsburgh. Darren Waller locked in start. I really think he is going to challenge Travis Kelsey for the tight end one position this year. He was targeted 19 times week one. That is absurd. And then for the Steelers team, Pat Fryermuth and Eric Ebron are going to be on the bench. I just don't think any of them are going to be able to put together enough volume when you have this big three at wide receiver. The next game is going to be the Bengals traveling to Soldier Field to take on the Bears. CJ Ozuma was a guy that I mentioned, and I think it was the tight end rankings video. I just had to kind of keep your eye out for him. He made a really nice play in overtime, I believe, to set up that game winning drive, but he still just didn't get enough volume in this offense where you have three kind of clear top wide receivers. So he is going to be a sit. For the Bears, I'm actually going to be starting Cole Komet. He got more volume than I thought he would week one and honestly looked pretty solid. Jimmy Graham may still be that red zone guy there, but with Andy Dalton at quarterback, this team is just not going to take the top off the defense. So I do think Cole Komet is kind of like a fringe tight end play, but you know, in deeper leagues, I do think he could be a starting option. We don't have the best options here at tight end in this Texans-Browns matchup. Pharaoh Brown actually had some solid week one volume, but I'm just going to need to see it a few weeks in a row. On this Brown side, you know, they have two solid tight ends, Austin Hooper and David Njoku, but the issue is it's just going to be a timeshare there and they are a run first team. So I just do not feel comfortable starting either one of those players. We have another matchup here with no tight end starts. It's going to be the Saints going up against the Carolina Panthers. I do think Jawan Johnson and Adam Troutman are both interesting guys to look at. You know, for the future, Jawan Johnson got in the end zone. They really used him when it mattered. Two red zone targets and then a fourth down conversion. But Adam Troutman was the guy who was on the field more and got more overall targets. So I'm going to be watching both of those players, but I just do not want them in my lineup yet. And then for the Panthers, there's just nothing going on here. Dan Arnold and Ian Thomas. You've got McCaffrey, DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall. The tight ends are just not going to be involved. In this Vikings-Cardinals game, Tyler Conklin is an interesting guy to look at because he's the guy who's coming in taking over for Irv Smith. He had a pretty solid week one. I just need to see him do it for one more week and then I'll feel comfortable starting him. For the Cardinals, there was not a tight end on this team that recorded a reception. They only had five players catch passes and it was those four wide receivers, Hopkins, Kirk, Rondell Moore and AJ Green, and then it was Chase Edmonds. Those were the only five, so no shot. I'm going to be starting Max Williams. This Falcons Buccaneers matchup definitely has some interesting tight end options. Kyle Pitts is going to be a start. You know, he didn't have some crazy week one, but I think you have to be patient with him. Rookie tight end, he had a pretty solid target share. It just really hurt him that this Falcons offense was absolutely abysmal, so he's still going to be in your lineup. And then for this Bucks team, Rob Gronkowski may go down as one of the biggest values in drafts. I think I was pretty close to consensus with Gronk, but I mean, consensus was like maybe a high-end tight end too. And here's really where a lot of people went wrong for Gronk. Last year, the Buccaneers used a full-on tight end committee. It was Gronk, it was OJ Howard, it was Cam Brate. They were all involved. They were all playing like 20 plus snaps a game. 
And so that's, I think, what a lot of people were expecting going into week one. But Rob Gronkowski just totally dominated the snap share. It seems like they did this for every position. Same thing with wide receiver. Last year, you had guys like Cyril Grayson, Justin Watson getting in the game. Not this time. It was all those big three wide receivers. Scotty Miller got a few snaps. Tyler Johnson got a few snaps. But they've really kind of just locked down on their personnel. And Gronk is going to be the guy. He looks great. He had a full year of football behind him. He stayed healthy throughout the entire season. So he is going to be a locked-in start for the foreseeable future. And if you have him on your team, you likely got a huge bargain. In the Titans-Seahawks game, I'm going to be sitting both of these tight ends. They're both kind of mid-tier tight end twos. You know, Ferkser and Everett, I think, could have an impact later on in the season. I just don't see it yet for Ferkser. The offense didn't look great, and their targets are just going to be so concentrated between A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Derrick Henry for the Seahawks. Gerald Everett did get into the end zone, but he was out-targeted by Will Disley, who was another tight end on that team, so I just didn't see enough of a breakout from him, and I would have kind of liked to see him operate as the clear tight end one. You know, the potential is still there, but I'm just going to have to see it first. We have the Cowboys and Chargers up next here, and even though Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin were in kind of a tight end committee week one, I think Dalton Schultz is a fine start, definitely not in like a 10 or 12 team league but potentially a deeper league. He could be in your lineup. He received more volume of the two tight ends. And then you also have Michael Gallup out for a few weeks. So Schultz should be getting a decent amount of targets. And this is going to be a high scoring game against the Chargers. So I have Schultz as a start and then Blake Jarwin as a sit. On this Chargers team, I'm going to be starting Jared Cook. He looked like the number three option in the receiving game behind Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. I do expect Austin Eckler to be more involved in the receiving game next week. I mean, it would basically be impossible for him not to, considering he had zero receptions. But Jared Cook, it looks like he is the clear-cut tight end one on that team in a high-scoring offense, so he is definitely a start for me. This Sunday night football game features two of these top-tier tight ends. We've got Travis Kelsey, auto start every single week, and then Mark Andrews for the Ravens. He definitely underperformed week one on Monday night football, but I mean, that's just one game. He should still be a solid mid-tier tight end one for the rest of the year. And then our last game here of the week, Monday night football, Detroit Lions traveling to Lambeau to play the Packers. TJ Hawkinson looks like a steal. I loved the way he was targeted in this offense. It was really like the dream for fantasy football. You had Hawkinson, Jamal Williams, and DeAndre Swift just owning that target share. And that was perfect because those were really the only fantasy relevant guys on this team. So Hawkinson locked in start. And it really looks like he could elevate himself into that top tier tight end group with Kelsey, Waller, and Kittle. And then I'm going to be starting Robert Tanyan. He did nothing week one. I know that, but really no one on this Packers team did anything. They looked terrible. They're going to bounce back. I'm not concerned. If they struggle this week, then that's when you really have to consider, you know, moving Tanyan out of your lineup. He is a guy who's pretty touchdown dependent. So if they're not scoring a lot of points, he will not be producing. But I do think this is a matchup where they're going to score points on the board. And it does give Tanyan a decent opportunity to score. All right. So those were all 16 week two matchups. If you guys enjoyed the video, please just leave a like and subscribe to the channel. Let me know your thoughts down below. Tomorrow, I'm going to be posting my positional rankings for running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks all before that Thursday night football game. So look out for that. But that's all I have for you guys today. Thank you for stopping by and I'll see you next time.